You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome to After the Show E3 Special Edition. We're uh, going to talk for two hours about E3, Sid Talk. That's not true, though, is it? I've no. Still, oh I've still God. got a strawberry pip in between my teeth. You'll be all right. Okay. So um, it's not after the show E3 Special Edition, even though, stay tuned, because I will be talking about E3. Or... It's not after the show Strawberry Seed Edition. We're in the middle of E3, <laughs> so I will be talking Wait a about... What's E3? Do you think everyone who listens to this knows what the hell you're talking about? I think a lot of people about? do. Electronic Expo. Three. Equals video game nerdy people love it. Why is it, why is it three anyway? Why three? Because it's about the 50th, 15th, 20th. It was sort of about the three things that they cover. I thought. Video like, games, video games, video no, games. No, entertainment, something and something. I don't know. Hmm. The three E's and it's Electronic Expo. I don't know. It's the a third. It's a legendary thing. We don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. And let's just put this out there. I don't care about it at all, but you care about it a lot. Therefore, by transposition, I am forced to care slash pretend to care about every single thing you tell me. Some things I do, because it impacts our life greatly. <laughs> and some things I don't give a shit about, but I'm just like, oh, but yeah, you're you're, yeah, you're actually yeah. really excited for the new Tom Clancy game, right? <laughs> I'm excited for you. How's that? That's a that's a good wife. I'm excited for you, but I can honestly say I I couldn't care less if you if you paid me to to care less. I don't think you could because it's pretty minimal right now. But I, I enjoy your enthusiasm. Well, since I look forward to a good 20 minutes of me talking about E3 coming up. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest part of that is I've probably already heard every single thing. You probably have. And I'll you just... I'll act, take a break. Just act interested. Oh, well, I know how to do that. All right. So... <laughs> it's, Don't you worry. I'm going to lie about the date right now. Are you ready for this? It's Saturday, June the 15th, 2013. This is after the show number 279. First of all, it's not going to be that day for anyone ever, because they don't ever <laughs> listen to it on that That's day. That's the day we recorded this, kind of. But it isn't, because it's early. So I don't even understand why you say the date. I know you don't, but I'm always going to do it. <laughs> so... Um, if you put it on the card, I will read it. <laughs> I didn't put it on the card. <laughs> oh, so if I take it off, you... Okay, and uh, now I know for next I am time. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so, it's the movie we're going to be looking at this week. Oh, after the show, it's this podcast. We do it. We've done it 279 times, or 278 and a little bit. And we uh, review a Blu-ray movie. Uh, new release, old release, whatever release. This week we're looking at Jack the Giant Slayer. It's a 2013 movie. Released on Blu-ray on the 18th of June, so um, you'll be able to get it this week coming up on Tuesday. Um, it's fr- from our friends at Warner Brothers. It's a PG-13 movie, and Sid Talk here, we looked at the Blu-ray combo pack. Sid Talk is going to give you the synopsis of Jack the Giant Slayer. Okay, first, give me percentage of the times of the last 278 podcasts where we've done an old release. Oh, yes, we have done some old releases. Okay, some is fine, but out of 278, what is that, five? I don't know. Maybe. Did Armageddon one time, we did. We never do them on a whim. 
So don't pretend like we just grab a movie off the shelf and then do a review. No, we, I have a plan. This is transparency. <laughs> I know you have a plan. Mostly new that? releases. You want a synopsis of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone not heard the story of Jack and the Beanstalk? Go read a book. That's that's it. Jack. There's is a beanstalk. Get some beans. There's a Jack. There's a horse involved. A princess. And, uh, some dead parents, of course. There's always dead parents in these tragic stories. And, um... Yeah, then there's, in the sky, there's a world of giants. Giants, beanstalks, um, chickens, farms. There's no chickens. Well, some chickens. Farms, mud. The synopsis is, Jack (laughs) is a young man, the princess is a young woman, and in order for us to have a lovely love story, there has to be a giant beanstalk that goes so high in the sky that it finds some giants. What's it called? Gargantuan? Gargantuan. Is the name of the place? Yeah, even? it is the name of the place. Yeah, the giant's uh, homeworld. That's what she says in the beginning. But um, and uh, there's uh, that's it really. Well, that that is it. But this is a modern retelling. It tells of the, story. the tale of you know you get the reading of the book, the original story that kids get told, the legend of it that's all. It so starts. you hear, you learn more about the connect. You know, never know why there are no women in Gargantuan, but. Just because, a bunch of men. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. No one else noticed that? There's all men. Are they just, like, exist forever as men and they never die? Because they seem to remember the thousands of years ago when this other king... It must be that. I but, don't know, actually. don't know. They, yeah, but they I want no the origin, I didn't notice. I want the origin story of the, of the giants, but... All right, so Jack the Giant Slayer is a giant movie. It's giant special effects, extravaganza, big summer blockbuster that was released in winter <laughs> that kind of movie so Sid Talk you can go first what did you think of Jack the Giant Slayer really enjoyed it did you enjoy it more than the last movie we watched yes, which was we've, we've been on this um, kind. we're doing Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters next week yeah. so we're on this kind of spectacle spectacle movie path I did enjoy it more and I'll tell you why I I think I'm more interested in the story of, not that I'm not interested in the spectacle of Oz, obviously, I am, but I feel like I've been there for 45 years, I've been going there for 45 years, I see, I've seen it, I know the wonders of it, nothing is going to make me, like a big giant flower, or a big giant thing, or a little china person who's alive, it's cool, but I'm expect I know what to expect. It's going to be fantastical in its own little world. This I know I know nothing. So Jack and the Beanstalk and I just said I'm, to you I mean like, you do know Jack and the Beanstalk. I do, but I've never been there. Right. Now when I say been there, like nobody in a movie has thoroughly really taken me there visually. No. And I just told you, like it must like two months ago, I remember saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a movie of Jack and the Beanstalk?" It's like that time. Of and the, then we saw the trailer for this. Yeah, and I was like, like uh, right after that. Yeah, we? and that made me excited. And it's because I've never seen it that I'm more tantalized by it. And that, and because it is a good payoff every time you turn around with a few little. I mean, I'm not an I, I'm not a rosy-eyed person. Glasses or whatever. I see the flaws, but I was interested in it all more than I was in going back to Oz. Right. So, not comparing the quality of the two movies, 
But this time I was just like, oh, that's what it could look like. That's what it could look like. Oh, you know, even though it wasn't outrageous, but the world, you know, their place up there above the clouds and the way they live and the way, you know, all the little nuances. If you start looking around, I was more titillated, <laughs> if you will, by the like, you know, nuggets in your imagination. You go, yeah, if they're giants, how would they, you know, I think. I think it's a really fun, like, action movie. In the story, I was totally behind it. 100%. Yeah. I, had I mean, no it's pretty simple. It. Very simple, very straightforward, but an honorable tale that we're introduced to it as a legendary little storybook for children, and that's how it's then that's how it's told to us. It, it commits to being that. Yeah. It's, it doesn't try to be... It's not serious. It is it's com- more like... Right. Well, it's... Like, an, like a fairy it's tale. It's got its... Yes. Totally fairy tale. Storybook. 100%. It doesn't waver. It doesn't try to be too gruesome, even though it's got gruesomeness to it. But it has planted itself on the side of, this is a fairy tale, a storybook, and yet we do want, because I think as we all know, fairy tales are made up to, you know, like as moral tales and to frighten children not to do things or whatever, and we're committing to that. It's going to be a little bit creepy. They're going to be scary. There's going to be some death involved here and there, but we're not going to make it, like, horrible. We're going to make it all storybook. Now, I've I've complained in the past about movies that go, like, last week even. Are we going to be hardcore? Are we going to be this? And this one, I think that's why I was along for the ride. I think it committed to being, like, a fun... Absolutely. ...telling of a fairy tale. Everything matched. The tone of the beginning, the, the fantasy of what the world could be like, you know, with a little animation, and then... Just I actually how was, it happened. I was quite it. impressed that, um, you know, like they placed stuff for laughs, kind of Monty Pythonish. This movie kind of, I mean, in these types of movies, mm-hmm. there's often that Monty Python kind of just like in um, vibe, the Hobbits. Yeah, yeah. Where it's too kinda, much of that. Yeah, and in this film, uh-huh. when Ewan Bremner's character came on screen and he's kind of yeah. stupid, I was like, oh no, this is going to be all that. Like it's going to be all. But like, that's not. <laughs> but but they they really um reined it in and and like didn't use it too much enough where I was like and then got rid of it exactly. So they never they never you know it wasn't crappy one liners and silly stuff like that. They they didn't do that, which I was like, wow, this mo- a movie like this not doing that. That's kind of rare because it usually boils down to one liners and silliness. But this actually, I like the tale of the giants and the. You know, they real. I said to you after the movie, when there's a big beanstalk that goes mm-hmm. hundreds of miles into the air. I mean, it, I don't know how big it is. It's very, very long. You know, it goes right up into the heavens almost. Um, and in Jack and the well, Beans- it's between Earth and Heaven. Right? Yeah, and in Jack and the Beanstalk, any other telling of it, they chop the beanstalk down and it just falls over. Right, it doesn't do any. It generally doesn't do any damage. It falls backwards and everything's fine when, once they've chopped it down. In this movie, when they said we're going to chop the beanstalk down, and that's not a spoiler because people chop a beanstalk <laughs> down in a Jack and the Beanstalk movie. I was like, are they going to actually show us what happens when you chop something that's that big down? And it and it paid off. They did what I thought would happen. Yeah, yeah. And they followed its thing. They followed it falling. And I was like, wow, I've never seen well, that. Well, that tells you how long it was. 
He does, yeah. I mean, we don't know how far it is from the castle. No, but I mean, it was like a... I was like, wow, that is how you chop a beanstalk down. It's flailing, it's crazy, it's... Do you think they studied the physics of it? Because it couldn't have been accurate. No, I don't think it was accurate. But it's very movie-ish. But it was a payoff that I... You know, I I was going, okay, they're going to chop it down, and you see the field behind, that's where it's falling, and then they'll they'll look at a piece of it and go, oh, it's down. How would you test that? A rope, maybe? Because a rope's all, like... I don't know. Isn't that like a, a Mythbusters episode, ready to come to life, isn't it? <laughs> they can build something really high and then chop you it down. You to build... It'd be like ropes all... Because that's all it is. It's like vines all tangled up together. So if you take a really high one, like 100 feet high, long of ropes, hook it to... You know, hang it, hold on to it, chop the bottom, and then just watch and see how far. Wouldn't it just coil down? I'm not trying to debunk the movie. I'm I have no saying. idea. But in the movie, it acted like a force of nature that was just yeah, everywhere, yeah. right? And people were on it and it was, being smashed by it. And the other thing I liked about this movie was how it's really quick paced. Um, it's they get to the point really quickly, like, and then once once they do get to the beanstalk, it's bam, 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 bam. It's like action the entire time. You can't. Is that a requirement? I just thought it was really well done. It was like um, battles and giants. And then every single thing that came on the screen, it was like, oh, wow, you know, this is something else that's really cool to look at. This is, you know, the giants are awesome. Their home place is awesome. Um, just the that scene where they were, um, the giants were going to eat people. I just found that really captivating like yeah. that you know that they make in, and then I was like oh there's pigs in but then, then you have to realize that it, like I take then I I'm, I kind of pull out of fantasy world all of a sudden I'm like there's a pig wrapped in pastry and there's a person wrapped in pastry that really isn't a difference like why be precious about it we you know we go like <gasps> but there's a live pig sitting right yeah. next to him and he's wrapped he's about to get eaten and he gets his head cut off all that stuff apparently that we taste better than the we're pigs not that because they were interested precious. in our little um, yeah the, I think we were the luxury side I can of see why but we have for bony wouldn't it be awfully for a giant I think it would just go straight down you know, just a snack that, that spit little. out the armor and. but um yeah you know it, it's kind of like campy I would say in part like Ewan McGregor and you know it, it's very it's fairy tale isn't it yes it's, it's fairy tale it's not, campy. it's not campy to me it's fairy tale and you know very theatrical almost. and these like, the way he does his voice yeah. and blah, blah, blah. but that's totally fairy matches, tale to yeah. me it's like the knight who is protecting the princess that's who he's supposed to be now the special effects while in special effects are never perfect in any movie, Avatar maybe. Yeah, I think I think we could probably. No, the beginning of Avatar is not perfect. Yeah, it's the closest to yes. where you don't ever go. Oh my god! That's... You know why? Because there's nothing for your brain to compare things to. There isn't a, a live person in. I keep calling it Naboo, Pandora. There isn't a. You know what I mean? Like out in the out and about in the mix that we're watching but in this you're comparing because you're constantly looking at real people and big giant CGI yeah. people and I, and I say there are some moments of picking people up it seems to be a difficult thing for yeah, CGI same people same as do. last week um, but in general I really like we've been doing that shit since King Kong why can't we get that perfect you know what I mean? That's been like a hundred years almost since we've been having a giant hand pick up a person and still it's a bit wonky. But in general, I thought these special effects were really good. I mean, they're super detailed. It's, we're dealing with like the most epic things you can possibly imagine. Like when the 
when they were all attacking the castle. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you see it from above, and it's just like you know, thirty giants and a big army of dudes, and you can see the fight taking place. You can see them all on the screen at once. It does that didn't look ropey in any way. No, it was just this big battle. The trees flying on fire and. Yeah, the hooks and the, the that whole end battle sequence was it was as epic as something out of Lord of the Rings for me. My not. issue with it was, imagine the power of a giant person who's not just a little bit bigger than us. I mean, they're like a towering building, like a like a skyscraper kind of big. It seemed to the, be about what, like like eight or nine of us stood on top of yeah, each other. I'd say. yeah. And the power of them. 10 or 12 of them pulling on that bridge versus 20 little puny humans. That was a problem for Yeah, me. it did. It did seem There's no reason why they couldn't have just ripped that down. So that was a bit of a thing. But I, you know, when I have a, when I have jumped into the bubble of after other conflict belief, I just go, oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's giants and dudes. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wanted to that's what I want. I want I want those giants who are in the real world and I want to feel like I'm really watching what it would look like. But I mean, it's... And I did a lot of the time. I I really enjoyed it. It was like a huge spectacle. Um, I couldn't believe what I was seeing sometimes. I was like, wow, they really went all out. This must have cost a lot of money. It seemed like it did. They didn't cheap out on anything. They, if they wanted, if you see a beanstalk fall down onto a kingdom, you see a beanstalk. If you see a big giant war, you see a big giant war. You see, the, the giant's home place where it just... You know, where you could see over the edge and you could see... It, mm-hmm. it was incredible. I wanted to spend more time there, to be honest. doesn't spend enough time That's there. what I'm saying. I want to know about their life. Why is there only men? What was the act? What really did happen all that time ago? Because they have human-sized jail cells everywhere. Yeah, they did. So, because the story is they've been here and then originally and the thing got chopped down and now they're... It's like they're prison up there, but... I want to be I a, there for that. I have a feeling there could be another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be great for them to explore the giants more than the people, more than us. Yeah, the event them. that happened yeah. that introduced them to humans, that would be good. Why are the beans... Oh, we know why. So if you so if you like a big spectacle movie, this is it. And, you know, it's not like a thinking cap movie. It's very basic. You can enjoy it. Anybody could enjoy it. It's like a family thing. Wasn't there an F word? Once, yeah. Just one, yeah. I was actually a bit... But it was barely... It was was barely audible, but I was like, really did he say an F word? Because I don't think that was necessary in any way. No. No, because it's not that kind of vibe or anything, is it? And I was like, did he really say that? But it was kind of... I think Brian Singer has a weird sense of humor. Yeah, it was slightly obscured that that he said it. But I could see his mouth and I was like, did he? Didn't he? Seems a bit out of place. Why? Like, because it's, you know, you could... Because he can yeah, but PG-13. Kid, I know it's a PG-13, but I think your kids... Uh, or maybe they had like to it. be PG-13 because of all the death. And so, along with that package of PG-13, you get uh, one F-word. So he's like, oh, uh, let's well. throw it in there. Yeah, I like that it was slightly obscured, but still, it didn't feel like it was necessary. That was another. That was a thing. Yeah. It was a bit out of place for me, that. Um, so let's move on to the cast here. Nicholas Holt plays Jack. Um I know him from somewhere. He was on Jonathan Ross the other week, actually, promoting this movie. Um, the problem I have with him as the hero... I like him, actually, as the hero. But, again, this is this is not something I normally complain about. But his <laughs> and there's cost- nothing to do with him. His costume. Um, like I complained about Mil- Mila Kunis's costume in, in Oz. His costume is modern day with, like, a 
kind of trying to make a modern day but an oldie worldy costume at the yeah. same time. But nobody else in the entire movie has a modern day costume. Everybody else is um, armor and old timey clothes. So when I look at him, and it looks like he's got cargo pants on without yep. the cargo bits. Yeah. And I'm, Saggy butt pants and yeah. a t-shirt with the hood he and looks a like, jacket with a hood. He looks like what something my nephew would wear or whatever. It's yeah. Like, yeah, and I'm looking at him most of the time thinking, if it's, it's that thing. Why is everybody else in period correct kind of stuff? And this guy is like in this... and it, Probably because he looks cooler and his silhouettes and stuff, but to me it's it's weird. Yeah, I agree completely. I am... Um, it didn't. It wasn't as bad as me as Mila Kunis's, where it was completely out. This one was. I was kind of like, okay, I got over it. Like, but it's still weird. I don't know where, where that costume choice comes from. Like, is it because you want to? And like, he's supposed to be poor, but his uncle doesn't dress like that. He's no. dressed in like the his pirate shirt like, and the peppy. His uncle's pants like and... peasant guy, and yeah. he's like cool. Like <laughs> he's like just with his spot up at the beginning, he's... even like infamous. Yeah. You know. That, that, that oh, was, I don't think of video games. I think he just yeah, looks like a kid with a hood on. Yeah, with a hoodie up. Like that's what yeah. he's like medieval hoodie dude. It, it's a bit. I know. I know. I get what they were doing. They were like, yeah, our character has to be cool, but he could have been cool in a medieval way too, couldn't he? You know. Why does he have to be cool? I just think that's how movie people think sometimes, right? Mm. Eh, main character's got to be cool. Maybe we'll make an action figure of him. He'll, he'll look really cool if he has like. You know, modern clothes, but with a mix of modern and and it's like it basically it's like a like a cutting edge leather jacket that somebody would wear today, but like they ruffled it up a bit so it looks. Oh, kind it's of, not just ruffled up. It's got big, huge sewn parts on it. Sewn stuff. parts that look like rips, but they're not. They're just no, cool. sewn parts that are like he's poor, so it's got big chunks that he or his uncle have had to sew on. That's what his whole sleeve. But that were makes about. it look cool. It's weird. Yeah, like it's. Like, it doesn't look rough. It like looks designer. Designed, it looks yeah. designer. <laughs> designed by somebody. So, we, so are we just getting picky? Because if you can't find more things to complain about. Him himself was fine. I liked him. Yeah, he wasn't too, like, pokey, like, oh... You or know, heartthrobby, or... He was just a, a and dude. he didn't like. play up the, you know, anything too much. I mean, there's the moments of, like, oh, you know, just be, like, a dude and not be, like, Mr. Look at the camera with that... I don't know. Cute face. So then we've got Eleanor Tomlinson as Isabel, who plays the um, princess in peril kind of deal here. Well, she's not, though, is she? Because she's actually... um, She's in peril. (laughs) I mean, she handles herself. Like being in a cage amongst giants and being the only one that they want to eat. He does rescue her several (laughs) times. But, I mean, she kind of can take care of herself a little bit because we see towards the end where... um, I don't know her at all. Hmm. I think she did an okay job. Yeah, she's fine. Um... And then we I liked had, her to have been a little more, little more independent, a little more tougher rough around the edges. But. Then we've got Ewan McGregor as Elmont. Who? Ewan McGregor as have Elmont. Have we seen him before? Yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not him, he's dead. No, that's, that's him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's playing, playing it up big time. It's, he's having a laugh, he's having fun. Definitely. But um, takes it seriously enough to not be... Rude about his costume it. made me laugh a few times because it's kind of and his hair is kind of his hair is funny because he's like mixing the, gallant knight mixing kind of the modern it's almost like a drawing of a cartoony knight yeah for a king that's kind of and he's got like say a modern kind of modern man's hairstyle and it's like that armor was really cool that he wore I really liked it because it was so precise looking like you know the black and gold armor. 
Like, how would... Oh, you're, not, way, you're not boring me. How would... <laughs> how would one get one's hair to stand up that straight at that time? Um, you know, do you remember when you saw the giant? Uh, it was cooking, and he... Yeah. <laughs> that, that stuff. <laughs> yeah. We just go and get that stuff. Um, so Stanley Tukey plays Roderick. Or Stanley always, Tukey. The, always the bad guy. Always. You could say typecast, but I think he does it pretty well. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's very, like a fairy tale-ish kind of... Absolutely. You know, you just want to hate him, and you do hate him. Like He's like guy. the bad guy from Shrek. You know, that guy. It's John Lithgow, isn't it, in Shrek? But, yeah. I mean, it's that kind it's of that cartoony, guy. almost cartoony... I want to rule the world. Dick Dastardly. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. exactly. Um, you've got Eddie Marsden. Do you think people sit around and go, we need this bad guy. Let's call Stanley Tucci. <laughs> I think they might. You know? Yeah. Who would be best? Oh, yeah, that Tucci guy. Um, Eddie Marsden, who I really like a lot, uh, plays Craw in this. He's not got a massive part, but I really like him. Um, He's like the right hand of Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Uh, Ewan Bremner. Pops up as Wick, and that's the character. I like Ewan Bremner, he's from Train Spotting. Um, but he's this. When he appeared on the screen and started talking, I was like, oh my god, are we going to have one of these stupid. Do you remember The Three Musketeers with Mila Jovovich? Yeah. That character yes. you hate. We're going to have that character the, the kicking post, the slapping guy, the, the fool. And that's what he is. But fortunately, they don't, we don't take it to. as far as it. It could have been. It could have ruined the movie for me. Absolutely. But they didn't. Absolutely. And and I, I was I was very happy that it was like m- monkey last week, the kicking post, the flying monkey it's was that. the kick. Yeah. Yeah. It's the um, we got to laugh at. Well, somebody. I don't think he would have been a kicking post, but he would have been the comic relief Silly. constantly. We yeah. got to laugh at somebody, so that's the guy we laugh at, and it's like telegraphed to the audience very quickly. Oh look, this is the guy who's kind of foolish. Laugh at him. But yeah, they didn't. I'm glad that they restrained themselves with him. I like him, and his character was very <laughs> pantomime, though, like super over yeah, the yeah. top. And that's what you could say for a lot of these characters. It's pantomime. It's But the two leading characters didn't do it that way. No. Ian McShane, again. Awesome. I love Ian McShane. His armor was hilarious. I kept looking at his armor. like, how... Did you see how his armor was designed? Just very storybooky to me. It's, very... it's kind of funny, though. You know, like, um, the princess, when she puts the armor on, he says, matching armor, cool, like... The princess's armor's, like, made to look as sexy. Like, it, it's kind of molded around her boobs and stuff, even though it doesn't really need to be. Ian McShane's is kind of molded around his middle-aged man middle bit, and it, he looks kind of, like, portly in the armor. And every time you walked around in it, it makes... Obviously, armor makes you walk a bit funny. Um, I just couldn't help but, like, oh, my God, that's I didn't get that at all. Well, they'd, they'd molded, like, a, a almost like a belly into his... Not a massive one, but it's like they'd molded the middle... I think li- you're reading a little too much into it. No, have a look at him when he stood up straight. The, the armour is actually molded into a belly. Mm. Not a huge belly, but it, it accentuates like just a, a, a middle-aged, oldish man's shape, which is what they did to the princess. And the princess didn't... But need- female armour does have breasts, I believe. So Some does, some doesn't. It yeah. depends. So um, I think that's reasonable. But I, I just thought he was funny. Ian McShane in this, like, at the beginning where he's... You know, where they're doing the painting of him and yeah, he's got his yeah. crown on and stuff. It was pretty funny. Um, this is directed by Brian Singer, who we all know from... the He did The Usual Suspects, which is probably his most famous one. X-Men, X-Men 2, and Valkyrie with Tom Cruise, which was kind of okay. I don't think it was great. Um, 
So did you see Brian Singer's stamp in here, do you think? I don't know. I think that... I don't think so. I don't feel like it. I don't know if he has a stamp. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my thing with him. Um, I think he did a good job, though. I I think that not having the over-comedy stuff and not having, like, two... Um, like um, beautiful creatures, you know, sort of this like cool. weird, yeah, like not. There's cool things. Don't get me wrong. They've tried to poke that in there, but I don't know if that's him, a hundred percent. So, I guess that could be his thing. Because even Superman, he didn't do with any sort of major sense of humor. Oh yeah, we forgot. I to like mention that. I like taking the sense of humor out of things because I don't think it needs to be there. And this is a bit of a combo of sense of humor and good story, but a good level of it to me. Yeah, I think so. And I was surprised because I got the vibe from about the first ten minutes. Oh my god, this is I'm gonna wanna kill myself because <laughs> like I like the three musketeers with Millie. I thought it was really good, but there were parts of it where you just wanted to stab yourself in the face, right? Yes. It was just like, Oh yes. really, why are you doing that? Because this was kind of a fun idea and like you're doing that. Yeah. Like slapping somebody around the head and laughing. It's like ugh. Uh, yeah. So there are some um extras on this Blu ray. Not as many as I would have liked, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and if you if you think that stuff is funny, you pe- you person listening, if you think it's funny to watch somebody get smacked up the side of the head with something, or someone being kicked, or knocked down, or falls down, and everyone laughs, just take the image of that person and replace it with someone you care very much about. Your mother, your child, your sister, your grandmother. And would it be funny if someone took a stick and smacked grandma on the side of the head and everybody laughed at her because of it? Correct. If you can answer that, yes, that it would be funny, then please stop listening to this. And I know it comes from the days of slapstick. <laughs> it's horrible. It comes from, it actually comes from like vaudevillian I mean, we comedy. all giggle. If I were to fall and trip, I would even giggle at my own self. Yeah. I get it. Or you would be like, are you are you okay? Like, you can't help it. Or if, or if you bang your head or the something. The natural response is fine. When you create it in order to pick a character and just bully the shit out of them so that everyone gets a laugh at their expense... That is my problem. And this movie didn't do that. So I was very... I was. I actually noticed that pretty quickly, actually. I like the cover to the Blu-ray, by the way. I think it's a pretty cool image. It's um, Well, it shouldn't be so cartoony. It should be just a slice from the CGI. It's made into, like, a painting. It should just be the real deal. Yeah, I like it, though. I think it looks really good. Um, so And it never happens. And the quote is hilarious. Because Steve Oldfield from Fox TV... You are a genius with this quote. Giant fun for the whole family. <laughs> Hilarious, Steve. Nice one. Why? Who's the person who's at their computer copying and pasting text and going, oh, let's put that one on the box? Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Somebody who likes those puns, you know? Is like, that a pun? Like we watch um, like uh, MasterChef Australian yeah. version, <laughs> and whoever does that is probably the guy who chose the uh, quote for this. Because they love a pun on that show. Their pun is stuff like... Do they love them, or is it... It's not really love when you abuse the privilege What is it on, on MasterChef? <laughs> We're doing a chicken challenge, so... Do, do the pun? I don't know. I don't know any puns. You're going to win it by the skin of your teeth, or something like that. <laughs> Was that a chicken? <laughs> chicken skin. Get it? <laughs> you might win by the skin of your teeth, or you might foul this up. There you go. Okay, then I <laughs> That's it, though, isn't it? It's literally oh. that quality. 
is the point. And I'm not laughing at your pun. I'm laughing at you making it up. So yeah. do not mistake the comedy. There was no comedy there. <laughs> um, so there are a couple of extras, but not a huge uh, amount of them. And firstly, there's Become a Giant Slayer. Nicholas Holt guides you through the Beanstalk thingamajig. I'm, not, I'm not reading it. Word lame. Lame. Now, there are some interesting special features within this beanstalk, but they've put it together as this game where you climb up the beanstalk and you push left, right, up or down on the remote Who control. Who has the patience to do that? It was yeah. so lame. And once you fail, you just want to kill yourself and turn the Blu-ray you off. You don't want to kill yourself a lot. Yeah, well, it just I felt like... like That's pretty severe. The second time I failed, I wanted to turn the Blu-ray player off. And you did. Yeah. You said, oh, we're done. I'm sure a kid with would sit there and get to the top of the beanstalk eventually, but you're climbing up the beanstalk, it's animated. And and then when you get to a certain point, you can watch a video. It doesn't even matter what it is. The question is why. Why not just present me with the extras, have him introduce them, and that's it. Yeah, I actually would have liked just a list of so I could yeah. see them all. And, and it's, it's fun not... if there's an introduction from him who says, you know, saying, yeah. like, I was played Jack the Giant Slayer, blah, blah, blah. Actually, Warner Brothers, if you're listening, the maximum movie mode that you used to do that seems to have been ditched recently, the one where the, direct, where the director comes on and talks about... That was the best way of doing it because it was actually interesting and kind of Very worth watching expensive. the movie. I don't think people want to invest in that anymore. The best ones I've seen also on the maximum movie mode, and th- this is not a good movie, but it's got really good maximum movie mode, and it's Kevin Smith's Cop Out. <laughs> so if you didn't like Cop Out, but you like Kevin Smith, the actual maximum movie mode is really fun to Wouldn't watch. Wouldn't it be better if he could do it now and just do it on his own without with, the studio? Yeah, with like he could say what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, take yeah. His, everything he said in the And he book. wasn't trying to promote his movie. Exactly. Because we know what he thinks now. All right, so there's that, and then there's some deleted scenes and a gag reel. The gag reels, meh, mm-hmm. and the deleted scenes are meh. Yeah. Not really much to it. Um, there's no commentary. They alluded to that thing I said, though, that the back in the day, like a flashback to when there were humans being held captive there. I think that yeah. that maybe came off a little too gruesome because they're just reaching in and they're going to eat all the people. So I think that might have been just... I mean, even though we see that happen, but... For some reason, I feel like that was why we didn't get that in the movie. So, if you want, like, a really fun afternoon watching a crazy giant and Jack and, Jack and a Beanstalk movie, you can't go wrong with it. It's it's really fun. I think any... Even kids would like it, apart from some of the obvious things. It's really fun to look at. That's for Yay. sure. Wow, okay. you're really yawning It's pretty it. deadly. Yeah, I am. It's pretty deadly when you think about it. Yeah, it is, but it's also, like you say, fairy tale ish. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's extreme, like violence or anything. But you know, there are some crazy moments, especially when second head do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in conclusion, I, I think it's fun, really fun. It's not Oscar-winning material or anything, but <laughs> no. if you just want like a fun, you know, loud adventure. If you have a movie, if you need to watch a movie while your spouse goes and watches something like E3 coverage, then this would be perfect. <laughs> and it's perfect to sit down with kids. I don't know how, I don't it's know. It's not perfect. Some people wouldn't like all the violence. Not little kids, but, you know, I would say 10-year-olds and up would be good to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to hurt them in any way or scare them. Maybe they'll be scared if they're delicate, but I think it's, you know, giant fun for all the family. According to Steve. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Thanks to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray. Uh, you can go and enter a new contest on ascully.com by the time you listen to this. And next week's Blu-ray movie review will be Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters on the... We're kind of on the storybook um, mm-hmm. fairy tale road three weeks in a row. Or would it be a yellow brick road? da 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> Are we talking about video games yet? Alright, so Movia. Movia. What's wrong with my thing? Movia is a game we play at this point where <laughs> there's a we guess a movie year. I give you a what movie. What do you mean? Yeah, you say the movie. I guess I don't guess the year. I give I you a have movie to title. Think about the year. Alright. The movie is based on this movie and a movie I really like Jabberwocky. I don't even know that one. It's Terry Gilliam. Yeah, I don't know that one. Oh, if it's Terry Gilliam, that's a hint. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm going to say 1982. You say 1982? Uh-huh. 1977. Oh, my God, I was going to say that first. I was going to say 1978, but still, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that movie. No. Well, you should definitely see, watch that. It's on Netflix. I love Terry Gilliam. Yeah, and it's weird. You like Time Bandits? I imagine if Terry Gilliam had made... Jack and the Giant Slayer. You really like Time Bandits. You'd like oh, yeah. Jabberwocky. And my movie is... Uh, not having anything to do with this movie whatsoever, because mine are in alphabetical order, and I chose them many months ago. Fantasia. Fantasia. Ooh, that one's really hard. What's that sound? 1967. Oh, that is the farthest... Any of us ever been is on? It? Yes. That is 27 years too late. 1940. Oh, that's why I was saying yeah. it was hard. Yeah. Like, I, woo, woo, I think I should get extra points for it. Like, I could have said 2000 for Fantasia 2000 because <laughs> they did a new version, didn't but they? But I didn't say Fantasia 2000. Correct. All right. Wrong. Wrong. That's a big wrong. I should get extra points for that. All right. Movie recommendations quickly before we get to E3 talk because Sid talk can't wait. <laughs> Hey, Scully. I can't wait to take a nap, but you can. I'm already yawning to prepare. My um, movie re- recommendations: Time Bandits and Jabberwocky, because they remind me of this. It makes me want to watch Time. Oh, we, I know we just we watched just Time Bandits recently. recently, not recently, but it's been a while. On Netflix, stuff. we saw it, and so yeah. fun, so weird and fun. It's really weird. The spinning around thing is always gets me. Oh yeah, the pig head. Yeah, it's pretty the weird. Cages hanging up. It's it's really. But it's got a vibe of this, like an adventure. This is why it feels like this is like a modern. But it's day got the dark it. vibe. Of they it. would like it commits to being dark. Yeah, it does. You know. Oh, Warwick Davis was in this movie as well. He's getting Correct. a lot of work, isn't he? Recently, yeah. he's popping up. He's in Doctor Who. He's in this. He's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His own show. <laughs> Very small part, but he did a good job. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Oh my god! Am you I, want, my recommendation. Let me say, he wasn't one up. of the giants. We're moving. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm so embarrassed. It's one of those wife embarrassing moments. Like, oh, I know you just said it in this in the privacy of our own house, <laughs> but the, some people are gonna hear that. So, I didn't actually mean it. Oh yeah, Warwick yeah. Davis. Am I? If you're listening, <laughs> stood on a little stool. Stop! My recommendation. That's really horrible. No, take it. Take it for what it is. You're being rude. <laughs> so, my recommendations are Gulliver's, Gulliver's Travels from Gulliver, TV. Gulliver, yeah. Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Um, with Ted, 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 Ted. Dancing. <laughs> I was looking at you thinking, like, 
Why did you say that? With Ted Danson, yes. And I really liked it. If I watched it again, I might not. But I that, to me, needs to be made. I know they did just make it into a movie, but I don't think it was probably very good. I don't know that for a fact. With what's-his-face? Jack Black. But, I mean, do it like this. Yeah, do it like Jack and the Giant Slayer kind of scale. Uh, so that and uh, A Bug's Life. It, because it's another scale. one about... Yeah, the scale of what you're looking at as... You know, with things being humongous around you, because we don't have that kind of scale. Scale was good in Jack and the Giant Slayer, actually. Yeah, you know, and a couple of like oh, not as much as did you forget Peter Jackson, who has no idea about scale. <laughs> S- Peter Jackson's scale is different Peter from Jackson one frame. Trust to his CGI people too much. Uh-huh. That's for sure. And from one scene to another, the scale can change. And Which this one it? had a couple of moments like that where I'm like, yeah. do you realize how big he's supposed to be? And now, like, when he fell. But it was so much less. When the one fell and he's there, he was yeah. kind of like this big. Compared, yeah. And I was like. Because he had to fall in an enclosed space. They kind of compressed him when he fell. It was yeah. kind of, he didn't seem to fall his whole length that he. Exactly. Kinda, <laughs> he kind of crushed up. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was just like, we've got to keep him in this room. He doesn't want to go through the walls, so he needs to. He wasn't in a room. Well, I was thinking about the cook. Oh, no, I'm talking about... Oh, that one too, yeah. Yeah, he kind of went... The (laughs) out... But yeah, it did. But most times it was good. Yeah. The scale, like, of the... Especially the battle. All right, so... So, all the neighbor person is playing their trumpet. I just heard that. And what's really cool is it's a little boy or girl who plays the trumpet. Obviously, the parents say, go and play that in the garden. We We don't want to hear it in the house. And he goes out, or she goes out, into the garden and plays... And the other day I was outside and he, she was playing the Legend of Zelda theme. <laughs> like in its entirety. I was like, well, that's the Legend of Zelda. Oh, cool. They're pretty good if you know what song they're playing. Yeah. We used to have a trumpet girl next door and it was more just like... Burr, 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 and you'd be like... Oh. No, this was spot on. I immediately said Legend of Zelda. Did you sit and relax? I should have clapped. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, we're talking about it, but they probably can't hear it at all. No, we we can occasionally hear a trumpet in the carnivore. And it's like a a hundred degrees outside with the trumpet. (laughs) Sweaty spit flying everywhere. There it was. I just heard it. All right, so games and Ace Scully stuff. E3 is underway at the moment. If you don't know what E3 is, I will be brief. It's a expo where the big console video game um, manufacturers go... And tell you what's coming up for the following year. And this year is very important for video gamers because it's the launch of a new generation of consoles. Believe it or not, the last generation of consoles, the Xbox 360 and the PS3, they've been around for like seven years. It's um, you know, it's not like uh, in the old days where the kids where kids get a toy. Well, I guess it is. Toys always go out of date and they want the next one, don't they? But video game consoles get to a point where technology's moved on and they're getting slow and sluggish the same as a PC you know when you buy a PC five years later it's not quite as good as it was five years before so we need new consoles so these manufacturers have made some new consoles Microsoft have made a new one called the Xbox One that's the announcement that they made Um, and PlayStation have gone with a really novel name the PlayStation 4 perfect I think it's perfect, actually. It's, it's, you know, why not just keep naming them with the number? It makes sense, doesn't it? Because PlayStation, they need to keep that. Yeah, and they do keep that. So, we have some concrete details now because the press conference has happened. Oh, thank God. Um, on Monday. <laughs> I'll keep my comments to myself. 
And the first one is the Xbox One will be released this year in November at a price of 499 US dollars, which is extremely high price. I didn't expect that price. I was thinking they were both going to be $399. So when it was $100 more... Like, that's so great. Yeah, but think... I've been looking back this week, and the PlayStation 3, when it launched, was $599. People were up in arms about that, and that is a lot, too. I mean, it's the same price. So... It's still too much. I know, I'm saying. Yeah. It's a lot. But the PlayStation 3 sold tons... I mean, it didn't sell tons at five ninety nine. Nope. They had to drop the price before it started selling. Precisely. I think Microsoft are probably going to experience that same thing. They'll release it at five ninety nine. They'll sell some, but to get everybody else to buy them, they're going to have to drop it. So that happened. Um, Xbox had their press conference. They announced that. Then PlayStation, at the end of the same day, Monday, did their press conference and announced that the PS4 is coming holiday 2013. No specific month. It could be November or December, I'm guessing. For $399, so $100 less. Now, the big story here is PlayStation... I mean, Xbox, last week, when they had their pre-E3 conference, and I talked about this last week, they set a lot of, like, what do you call them? Restrictions on gamers. Um, so you buy the place, you buy the Xbox, keep mixing them up, <laughs> and there was this DRM thing, which means... If you buy an Xbox One, it has to be plugged into the internet because it needs to do this check-in every 24 hours with Microsoft servers to make sure your licenses are all up-to-date. Now, if that check-in doesn't happen, so you pull the, you know, your internet's off or you pull the cable out or whatever... Or you can't afford your cable, so you turn it off. Right. Then your Xbox will not function um, to play games anymore. Which Any game. Any game. It doesn't matter if it's a game that has nothing to do with online whatsoever. Right. All your games function, will not function. The single player, everything is dead. Now, that's horrible. It's a practice I cannot support because we have a dodgy internet connection. We have a fast internet connection, but our internet provider is not reliable. Well, it is. We just have the outage times. There are outages. I speak to people who have got broadband internet, lots of them. And ours seems to be out more than anybody's. Like, they're always surprised. What, really? Yeah, they're the ones who say, well, I don't care about this DRM thing. And they're the ones who say... It's never off. Yeah, right. So this DRM thing really rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm a, I've had a, a, every Xbox, right, um, from the beginning. I've bought multiple 360s. Let's tell them you sat for 12 hours in Walmart waiting for one. For a so, 360 on yeah. the launch night. I got one, came home, couldn't have been happier. It was awesome, right? I bought an Xbox. I used it for years. It was awesome. It did not require the internet. No. Now, so I'm the customer for the Xbox One, and... Not only that, you play it every single day. You play Call of Duty every single day. My Xbox is on my desk right there. We have one on the desk. We've got one in there. One in the living room and one downstairs, don't we? No. We did have three, but one of them broke, so now I've got two. Oh, you Um, mean all of them I've had many broke ones. (laughs) So this Xbox One, not only does it have that restriction, there's plenty of other restrictions. The When you buy a game on a disc, you bring it home, you put it in, it registers the disc with a code or something to the console, and then you don't need the disc anymore because it will play off the hard drive. But what that means is your disc is completely useless, there's no resell value to your disc, you can't trade it in, 
You can't share it. You can't say to your friend, do you want to play Call of Duty? I'll borrow you my disc. There's none of that. And if you've got three kids and you can't say, well, put, and you just happen to have more than one Xbox in your house, if you do, some people do, you can't take it from one Xbox and say, well, put it, go install it downstairs and go install it upstairs. Now, you can do that. They've oh, said, really? Um, How does it know there's two different boxes? Well, one of the things is um, games get tied to your game attack. I know, but I'm saying you've got two different kids. Two different kids want to play. Right, their kid would have to play on the other game attack. Yeah, and you won't want to. Yeah. So that doesn't work. So it's just fucking unreasonable. There's all kinds of weird shit in this Xbox thing that is... It looks like a great console, don't get me wrong. Powerful. I'm sure the games... Well, we've seen some games this week. They look amazing. It looks like Jack the Giant Slayer. You know, there's some great looking games. But all these restrictions are insane. So what happened was, that happened. Pre-orders went up on Amazon for the Xbox One. They sold out pretty much within an hour. So in the evening, Sony did their conference, and they literally got up on the stage and said... There was a whole section of the conference that said, Do you know used games? Well, you can... Our console will have no DRM or restrictions on Here's used games. Here's the deal. You buy the game, and it's yours. Right. You can you give can. it to your friend. You can lend it to your friend. You can sell it. You can keep it. You can And you do not trade need the it. internet to play it. You don't need the internet at all to play any of our games unless you want to play online. Then you will need the internet. So they said that straight out. You know, It was obviously a dig at the other man. Cause the way they presented it was like, well, if we say this, this nah, is going to nah, look nah, good. Nah, nah. And it's going to look good. We're going to look better. I could see behind the curtain of that. Um, (laughs) See behind the curtain. But I think it did make them look good. And, you know, at the end of the conference, you know, I was looking and Amazon sent me an email that said pre-orders for PS4 are now available. And you know, and I know, getting a console on its first launch period is quite difficult. You either have to go and line up in Walmart or pre-order very early I pre-ordered within a minute of the PS4 going on so I, I pre-ordered one because they won me over I mean I normally buy both both consoles but that Xbox thing I just in my mind I cannot support something where if my internet doesn't work then my Xbox is just nothing like all my games are bought I just can't even because there have been times and I know there have been times where our internet goes down for a whole day yeah and you're at work, and I'm here, and I have gone and played a single-player game because there's no internet. I've just gone and sat and played, you know. The because when the internet goes off, of course, the world ends for you. Right, but not. But I mean, <laughs> I, you got, you're but I mean there's a choice. There's a choice yeah. to go and sit and play a single-player game. With the Xbox, that would not be possible. I mean, well, it would be possible until the 24 hours runs out. And what happens if the check-in was... Five minutes later. Five, you know, the check-in was due to happen five minutes later. I would be sat there going, oh, well, that's that's $599 box I bought is completely useless. I'm just looking at it You now. can watch a movie. Yeah, you can use it to watch a movie. But... And not on Netflix, obviously, if you're in no. off. But I mean, like, pop a movie in and watch it. So there are a lot of things that Microsoft have done this week that have really done them no favours. The other one is, and this is one about a lot of people don't know about, is... Microsoft points, they're changing the, those weird points that nobody knew how much they were really worth. Oh, I've got 460 points. How much is that? Is it $4.60? No, it's $2.01. It's like weird. <laughs> yeah. So nobody knew what those actually meant. So they're changing them to actual local currency now, which is a great thing. Because PlayStation does that. That's how it should be, right? If I look at the store 
and it says, do you want to buy this game? It's eleven ninety nine. I understand that. And you have $15 in your account. Right, I get yeah. that. So that's how it should be. But the thing what Microsoft have said is, if you've got any points already on your account, which a lot of people will have, they buy points just, just in, you know, there's sales on points. I've bought points when they, like Best Buy have said, 1,600 Microsoft points for only $5. That's $20 worth of points for $5. I bought those and applied them to my account. And they're sat in my account waiting to buy something. So when something comes up, I've got money to buy them with. Now, Microsoft have said, we're changing to proper money. So any points sat in your account, if you don't use them within a year, they will expire and disappear. So that's, I bought things from retail, money, that will just disappear. I don't see why that has to be done. Why can't they just convert it to currency and leave it in your account? Because I mean, like I said, it's the same with gift cards. If I buy a gift card for you from Target, it only lasts a year. Whether I pay, no matter what, I gave them twenty dollars. Right. But if you don't use it, I think a year, then it's useless. So it's the same concept. It's just another thing that they said this week that kind of. Goes. I know it's like how many things have to, you know, the negative things about how to. I'm not saying that video games are like high on the priority list in the world, but I'm just saying they're your customers. And it's like they're mad at everybody. I mean, you're talking to us directly. That's what you're there for this week, to talk to us, the people who will come and yeah, buy your you, console. Yeah, your customers. Yeah, that's what you're talking to. You, you, so you're just talking like shit, basically. You're just saying, this is what we've got. This is how much it costs. We think we're good enough. You're going to buy it at that cost. And all this shit that's on top, we think that's fine. That's our decision. You just have to go along with it. Sorry. If you want to play Halo, this is how it is. Well, I don't want to play Halo, so... But what if you did? If I did, it would be a hard pill to swallow that. I don't know if I would. I think I, you know... I'm I'm just so glad that the my game, the game that I play a lot, Call of Duty, is not an exclusive game. I can get it here, there, everywhere. You know and what Grand I mean? Grand Theft Auto is not exclusive. Grand Theft Auto is not exclusive. The games that I care about are generally not exclusive. And I'm sure Microsoft are going to have some awesome exclusive games. Forza Motorsport 5 is one of them. Ooh, you love that. But PlayStation have Gran Turismo, a new one just coming up in a few months. So, you know, there's two sides to every story, isn't it? They, they have things that... Plus, they will change their policy. I think they will too. Absolutely. I think it might not be soon. I mean, if they're it so elitist the that they just don't give a shit at all. Like, not... They've just got this business model in their minds and they've got the... Dude sitting around the tables making the decisions and that's it. That's it. But I just think, you know, you got to live in the real world. The real world isn't corporate world. It's re- it's this. Moms and dads and kids and teens and college students and dudes. And, you know, you've got to live in the real world. People just, it doesn't work. Now, some of their perceptions might be skewed. Because if you live in Los Angeles... San Francisco, wherever they, a lot of these people are based. They're, no, they're in Washington. Right. Yeah. And you're in a big city, and your internet's never off, and you've lived there forever, and you're one of these executives, and you're like, what do you... If my internet went off, it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, right. If you're so out of the scope... I mean, obviously, they have people telling them about the rest of the world, but sometimes that can skew you in a way that you just don't... The 24-hour check-in to me... Um, and apparently somebody said at Microsoft that it actually was like a one-hour check-in originally. They relaxed it quite a bit. You know, 
be- mm-hmm. from the beta test of the console. Originally, until- you said it was three minutes. I well, remember a long time ago. Well, I was reading something yesterday that said it was an hour, and then they moved it to 24 hours because it was a big load on their server, checking all these oh, boxes sure. every hour. So, But 24 hours is still very mean. Does PlayStation even check? PlayStation not checking at all. You don't even have to connect. So what is the purpose of it? Other the purpose piracy? is piracy control. That's what they say. Uh, piracy control and... What's the other thing? Well, I guess they want to quash the used games thing. They do, don't they? I mean, yeah. The other thing is... Used games isn't completely disappeared from Microsoft. What they say in their poorly worded spiel is... You can trade in games at select retailers. So they've made a deal with certain retailers. Let's say it's GameStop. Where you can take that disc and give them your gamer tag and they'll deactivate the game on your tag and then be able to sell it again. But I mean, it's very, like, select it's retailers. It's spiteful. Everything is like, I understand about making money. I'm not an idiot. I get it. Businesses have to make money and huge businesses have to make huge amounts oh, of money. they do to cover... I understand that. But other huge companies don't do it that way and no. still maintain... I mean... Apple's one of those where they charge outrageous prices. They have a For very elite customer base. I mean, it's a lot of people, but it's a very specific kind of people, right? They And they understand. They've understood it from the beginning. If you want a new iPhone, it's going to be $500. If you want a new tablet, it's going to be $500, whatever it is. And they go for it. And like it's always, it. it was established yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, we're, it's a, never, we're a luxury company. Yeah, every Mac it. has always been more expensive. I'm not a, a condoning it because I'm not a Mac Apple person, but I'm just saying it's been established. And if you want to jump in that river, if you haven't done your research ahead of time, then you might be like, holy shit. I think Microsoft are literally trying to jump in the yeah, Apple River. Yeah. But they didn't start that way. No, they you know, did not. It started as like, you know, the Xbox, they've always been expensive. To me, it's ridiculous that you charge that kind of money for any sort of entertainment thing whatsoever. I mean, it's all ridiculous. consoles are, have always been expensive. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But it didn't start out being like, dig, dig, nickel and dime, nickel and dime. Now, maybe they've been like so burned by piracy in their estimation of their potential losses, that that's just... Like, and the Xbox 360 was cracked wide open and a lot of people pirated uh, games and it, they know that that is occurring and they Yeah, want but that. Xbox Live is your perfect example of how millions of people still go on there every day, buy movies, buy games. Pay the know? subscription. Isn't that enough? Pay the subscription. If there was a downside to the Sony PlayStation announcement, and there is a, there is a slight downside to it, I have to mention the good with the bad. The downside is... PlayStation Network was always free, completely. There was a PlayStation Plus membership that you could pay $50 a year, and there was lots of benefits involved. You, you see me doing it almost every day. Like You get free games, you get free themes, you get free all kinds of stuff, beta projects. Um, but it's always been free. If you didn't want to pay for that, you can do everything online for free. That is not the case anymore. And they kind of slipped it in without really making a exactly. big announcement. They're going to get the money out of you. Yeah. It's just the way they presented... We're $100 less, which is still incredibly expensive. Our controllers are still only $50, which is incredibly expensive. But we're showing you all these, like, look how great we are. And let's not mention over here all the ways we're going to get that extra $100. And they did say it. But if you listen to the press conference, they said it, but it was like, slip it. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. That's how it seemed. Um, So now, a PlayStation Plus membership, which is $50 a year, is required to play online games. So if you're a Call of Duty player and you used to play it for free on the PlayStation 3, 
Well, on the PlayStation 4, you need the membership to play. Which is the same as on the Xbox. Which is, yeah, so basically they've moved the online play to a subscription service, which I, I, I knew was going to come eventually because it cannot. You know what? I'm hoping PlayStation 3's online network, which has always been free, is actually kind of slow and kind of cruddy. Now we're paying for it. They will have to improve that, I'm sure. But some people have already been paying for it. Like myself, I've had PlayStation Plus. And it made it better? Uh, it doesn't make that part better, that's what I'm saying. Now now people are paying for actual multiplayer play. The servers have to be up to snuff all the time. Because you're paying for it. Or not. Or not. <laughs> they're just I'm recouping. hoping that, it's, yeah. that, they, that they're going to improve something. So that's that. And there are a bunch of games, I'm just going to go quickly into my highlight games of the show. Uh, just quickly. The Crew which is a game I'd never even heard of until yesterday. It's a racing game. I I said to you, I would love a racing game where you can drive across the entire country instead of just tracks. You just drive from one end of the country to the other if you want. This is that game. Uh, I saw a gameplay demo of it yesterday, not the stage Mm -hmm. demo. It's the whole of America modelled. There's hundreds of cars. It's online uh, or offline. There's a story mode. Um, it's like a race across well it's not a race across the country races take place all over this map but you can drive everywhere off road on road it looks amazing I I really was impressed you saw it Um, Mm -hmm. loads of customization on the cars like taking the engine apart even it's really detailed it's by Ubisoft and it's coming out early 2014 Tom Clancy's The Division this is my game of the show it is incredible looking it's you know, I've not played a Tom Clancy game for a long time. They used to be massive. They used to be as big as Call of Duty, you know, with the Rainbow Six games. Those were, like, the biggest shooters out there. But this one's called The Division. And what it is, is there's been a nuclear... or an, Nuclear. Yeah, or an a, a end-world situation. Um, it's apocalyptic, but... But it's only just happened. So it's, like, days after... And you're you're in this world, and it it starts, and you're in Chicago, I think, and it's like messed up, and you're with this crew of people, and you're survivors, and you're going out to, you know, people have taken to looting, shooting each other, you know, it's it's gone to shit. But how it's different to every other game, graphically, it looks amazing. But other people in the world, it's a story that you're playing, like a single player story. But when you encounter enemies. Those are other people playing the story. So it, I could encounter... If you were playing on a different console, I could encounter you. So when they come around the corner and they say, oh my, there's some enemies over there. Those enemies over there are some other people playing. It's not... There's no AI in the game. It's other people. It looks really incredible. Like, um, if that's seamless, that could be really fun because, you know, shooting AI enemies is kind of cool but you kind of can see what they're going to do. Real people, it's more unpredictable, you know? So that's Tom Clancy's The Division. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. You saw this at the EA press conference, and you're a Plants vs. Zombies fan. This game's not for you. No. Um, I thought it looked very well done, though, for what it is. They they did a third-person shooter game. It's a bit of a tower defense-y type thing, because you're defending against waves of stuff, plants or zombies. Um, but the actual quality of what it looks like... The details. Like, yeah. If that was gameplay, it looked It was gameplay because cool. they were playing it on the stage. But I'm not interested in 
I mean, I know you wouldn't be, no. but I, I actually think it looks a lot of fun. It's like a you can play four players at once, all against each other, all helping each other to against the waves. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three, Kingdom Hearts. We played both of Kingdom Hearts. In fact, you probably saw most of both of Kingdom Hearts multiple times on the PS two. Ashley played it. Austin played it. You played it. Yeah, and we've not had a Kingdom Hearts game for a long time. It's coming on the PlayStation three and the Xbox One, I believe, uh, soon. They said, but. You know, next year, I would imagine. Uh, along with Kingdom Hearts, they also announced Final Fantasy XV, Squaresoft, so another Final Fantasy. Looked really cool on the video, but it wasn't gameplay. Watch Dogs, which is from Ubisoft. Squaresoft or those Square Enix? Yeah, they are Square Enix. I'm old school. Right. I just think of them as Squaresoft. Uh, Watch Dogs, which is the game Ubisoft showed off last year. At the end of Ubisoft's press conference last year on E3, they said, here's a taste of the future. And they showed this game, and we all went, oh my god, look at, what? Like, look how good this looks. Because it looked, yeah, I mean, it was a year away from next generation consoles. So it, it was running on next generation consoles, but last year. And everybody couldn't believe how good this looks. Watch Dogs is coming out this November on next generation consoles, and on the current generation, but it won't look as good. But it will still be on both. Looks amazing. They've shown de- gameplay demos of it again. It's like um, Assassin's Creed in the future and it's based around hacking and information uh, like hacking phones and it's like Assassin's Creed yeah like Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed like um, it is Assassin's Creed you mean it's It's not Assassin's Creed but it's that kind of gameplay but modern day instead of you know going into the past so you're hacking things you've got a target that you've got to take out but like information you're an information jockey or something you can get you can bring up your phone. You can find out all about the target just by pointing the phone at them. So it's like you're a, you're a hitman, but there's plenty of ways to do it. You can turn off cameras, turn off lights. You're you know you're this ninja kind of hacker. So that's Watch Dogs. Assassin's Creed Four was also shown, which is the pirate one, Black Flag. So it's like a new, you know, Desmond story was finished in Assassin's Creed Three. This is a new kind of. You say that like everyone knows who Desmond is. He did if you played any of the Assassin's yeah. Creed games. But Assassin's Creed 4 takes place in the Caribbean and it's pirates and it, it looks awesome to me. There's ship combat, you know. More stuff to learn. More history to learn. More history to learn, yeah. If you're into history, Assassin's Creed games are cool. Metal Gear Solid 5 is coming for the first time. It's not a PlayStation exclusive. It's also coming on the Xbox. It looks amazing. I like Metal Gear Solid games, but they're really linear. This time, Kojima, he's really into Grand Theft Auto. And he, he said to himself, let's make Metal Gear Solid open world style. You can go anywhere you want, do anything you want in any order you want. So it's open world Metal Gear Solid. Looks incredible. Um, that's coming next year. Forza 5 on the um, Xbox One. An amazing looking racing game. Um, it's got something called Drivatar, which is kind of weird and funny. Weird. Stupid buzzword. What they're saying it is, is they're using the power of the cloud. <laughs> oh my god. And they're refreshing their assets. They're becoming assets. so stupid. Like, the power of the cloud. I'm going to tell everybody right now what the cloud is. I work in a <laughs> cloud. Well, uh, sort of. A cloud is not a cloud. It is a big, huge fucking room full of big black boxes that are loaded with cables and wires and blinking and lights. Fans. And lots of fans, lots of noise, and hard drive, 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 CPU, CPU, hard drive, hard drive, hard drive. Server room. 
Yes, that's what a cloud. That's what the cloud is. So instead of your stuff happening on your computer with your CPU and your hard drive, there's just another one, thousands of miles away, probably. It's not magical. No, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing like ethereal about it. There's nothing like it's technological. Your data is shooting over there. Like if you save yeah. things to the cloud, yeah, for instance, and you're power processing, that's fine. It's doing it over there, and you're playing remotely. If you're playing a game in the cloud, so for instance, when you log onto your Xbox, your gamer tag, you know, if you don't, it, it looks at the cloud, which is their server, which is see, on a hard drive, sees how much gamer score you've got, and then shows you it or logs you in. It's like anything. It's, it's like reading your email. Your yeah. email is technically in the cloud. It is, yeah. Because it's, if it's Gmail or something like that, it's in a... It's in a well, yeah, it's nothing form. mega. It's nothing... It's, it's just, marketing just that, spiel. It's, like. Yeah, it just drives me freaking crazy that people, A, don't know what that means. And yes, Microsoft have said we're going to use the cloud to make gaming experiences better. That doesn't mean make the games look better. It means... They can offload certain things. Like, say you're playing Madden, and normally, like, all the... Say, you know, if you're playing Madden football, like, it pulls in all the scores from the real world, right? So you can follow a season with your team, and all the scores that are generated from the real world are generated within your game. Now, in the past, your console had to download all the all the stats crunch them all, put them all into a database inside the computer, inside the Xbox. Save a little file for you. Right, and and, and, it, and it, you know, it, your game might slow down while that's happening, stutter or whatever. Now, with the power of the cloud, all that computation-y stuff will be done up there and they'll send you the file seamlessly. You won't notice anything occurring. They can update it to the second rather than every, every update. They can, oh, look, something new happened. Somebody got transferred to a new this team. This is why when people say... Oh, I don't care about that DRM. I don't care about having to be online all the time because my thing, I'm always online. But if your internet goes down for, like, eh, yeah. any time, the cloud, you've just become disconnected from. Yeah, like, there is no cloud. And everything you depended on is not going to be accessible to you. So say it's, yeah, exactly. Say it's a game on the Microsoft Xbox One that utilizes the power of the cloud Completely. It uses it for AI and all kinds of stuff. Let's so not call it the cloud game. I'm saying, so you have to have it. Yeah. If your internet goes off, that game would not work, would it? I mean, if it relies on all that, it wouldn't work. So it's I a, guess it's li- it's, guess it's comparable to something in the real world to me, which is like having a debit card. I have no access to my money. Yeah, your money's floating around plastic. in cyberspace, right? No, I don't mean that. I mean, I have no physical access. If all of everything went down, electricity went down... And I had no access to physically walk in my bank and say, give me my money. I would have no money. So I rely on electricity and internet, whatever connection, because I literally have nothing. I have a little plastic card, and my thousands of dollars are just sitting somewhere else, calculated. So it's kind of this similar thing, but in my world, it's a much bigger deal. So (laughs) So what this drive attire is, is... Oh yeah, back to that. You're playing Forza 5... And it, it remembers how good you are, basically, at driving. So it looks at the corners you take, it looks at how fast you go, it looks at your times, it looks at all that stuff. And it builds this profile. It? What, we're, what do you mean? We're personification. The Xbox, build, the Xbox right. builds a profile Just of... Just calculating all of So it. it goes, here's Ace Scully, this is how he drives, these are the kind of times he does around these tracks. He doesn't really bump into people... He's very careful or he's very fast. Whatever is about me. It builds up this data profile of me 
that goes off into the cloud, and it sits there, and that's your driver tower. So what they're saying is, so my friend can come and log on to his Xbox, and he looks to see if A Scully's online, and I'm not, but he wants to drive against me. He says, drive against his driver tower. And that driver tower knows so much about my driving style, it will drive identically to me without me being there. So that's the idea of this. That there's this fake version of me that can drive as well as I can. And it's just can... an AI character created. So it's an AI created from a real person instead of just... Yeah, but all AI is created from real people. It is, but it's actually personalized AI. Yeah, yeah so it's... If, if it knows I always go around the, pull the brakes around a certain corner, it will know that about me rather than I normally go plowing into a wall. So, for the first month, you should drive really bad yeah. all the time. Like, really bad. Slam into walls. Exactly. Drive Constantly backwards. be really bad, really slow, <laughs> and then when someone wants to play against you out, out in the world, they will. But if they play against you in real life, then you can be like... Pfft. Yeah, exactly. So that's all that is, driver tech. It just sounds ridiculous, but it, I'm, I'm sure it works quite well. Uh, there's a game it only called... sounds ridiculous because they call it Drivatar. Yeah, that's what sounds ridiculous. Because yeah. it's pretty funny, isn't it? I kind of hate things so much. Because they were like, Avatar? We we already have Avatar. A driver, an Avatar, a driver, an Avatar. Let's combine the driver and Avatar. Oh, Drivatar. Yeah, so it's pretty... It's just marketing bullshit. Rise, R-Y-S-E, is another game. It's basically Gladiator, the game. That's what it looks like. You saw clips of that one. Or 300. Yeah, or 300. It's by Crytek, the guys who do um, Crisis. So it looks incredible, like a movie. It's coming on the Xbox One exclusively. And I think it looks pretty good. It's kind of Assassin's Creed, but Roman times. And they haven't done Assassin's Creed Roman times, so it's like... You keep comparing everything to Assassin's Creed. Why can't a game just be what it is? No, I mean, if you had to compare it, that's what it is like. Um... And I, we haven't had many games about Rome. Well, you mean... But Assassin's Creed is you literally are going open to assassin world, people. Open world, um, action, ninja stealth game. Um, so this Rise game... And we haven't had a lot of Rome games. In, there was a Rome game on the PS2 that I actually quite liked. I can't remember what it was called. Like Road to Rome. It's like a story gladiator, but it was didn't quite have the power to do it properly so it was like you fighting one guy most of the time like in an arena and stuff but this looks like they've really done a good Roman game uh, Grand Th- no not Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto 5 is coming it wasn't mentioned at E3 because Rockstar don't like to go to E3 they don't need to they'd rather finish working on the game instead you know? yeah um, Gran Turismo 6 is coming the or Gran Turismo, as it's actually pronounced. Gran Turismo 6 <laughs> is coming. You've always said Gran Turismo. And very surprisingly, Gran Turismo 6 is not coming on the PS4. It's coming on the PS3. So keep your PS3 if you like racing games, because that's where your big keep racing games Keep your PS3 anyway. Keep it anyway, yeah. And finally, those are my games of the show. And there are a lot more games. Go and look on GameSpot or wherever. There's a lot of games being shown. But finally, The Last of Us, which is a current generation game, comes out on Friday. This Friday. It's going to be one of the biggest PlayStation 3 games of this year. It's Naughty Dog, the people who made Uncharted. You saw the trailer for this this week. It looks like a next generation game anyway, without the next generation even occurring yet. Um, I say buy it. Go Go and buy it. If you liked Uncharted and you like Naughty Dog stuff, this looks exactly... You know, it's it's Naughty Dog's take on a zombie outbreak. Instead of a what's what's um, Uncharted, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. <laughs> their take on Indiana Jones. So that's the last of us. 
that's mostly what I know about E3. It's still not over. It's actually still going right now. Next week, I might have more to say about it. But that's oh, my... Oh, great. I can't wait. So, so in a nutshell... I in bought... a nutshell? That's a big shell. No, I mean, in a nutshell, I bought a PS4 this week. Um, and I saw a lot of games that look really cool. That's what E3 is, right? Tell them how you funded part of your PS4. How did I? Trading in games? Yeah, I did trade in some Xbox, <laughs> Xbox 360 games this yeah. week. Um, With Amazon, you can go to Amazon, trade in your stuff, get an X amount of dollars. Some that I didn't play, I just dragged down my code and I was like, oh, I could put them towards... Funding you? Funding a PS4. So, yeah, PS4 will be out this holiday season. It's a long wait. But there are some awesome games. This is why this year is awesome for gamers. Between now and when the new consoles come out, there is The Last of Us, Beyond Two Souls, that Ellen Page game that looks really good, and Grand Theft Auto V. Those three games in this period, and then... Oh, and Assassin's Creed three, uh, 4, before... That will sustain you. Sustain me until December, and then there'll be new consoles. So, uh, Sid Talk, what is for dinner? What does it say? Subway. Correct. Going, going to cop out on tonight. The good old Subway. Two, ni- two nights in a week. I love it. I love Subway. You know, we go to Subway and people say, ugh, what's the point? You don't eat... Because we the- have a veggie sandwich. You don't eat the meat. I'm like, but... It's $5 and I, I load mine up with every single thing they have that isn't the meat. And I just think, how have you never even tried? Like... I don't get it. Like, it's so awesome. All the veggies piled up, and I get the buffalo sauce and some mayonnaise. What's that sauce I get? Southwest. Mm-hmm. And, I, and they're just... it's the And then I think, well, I'll just make sandwiches at home. But it's just never no, Subway. It's not the same, is it? It's good, but it's never Subway. So, you know. I mean, you think you could make it at home. It's the bread, though, isn't it? Yep, it's Their the bread. Their bread's really good. All they need to do is start... Sell those loaves. Is make, um... No, like, um... When you go up to the counter and you look and all the meat that's been, like, so processed, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. It's like squares of yeah. chicken. And I think that looks like what tofu, if you would marinate and, and like, bake up some tofu. Do they not do a tofu? I don't, they might some places in the world, but not at ours. So that would just be awesome. So what's your advice? Oh, I forgot. I can see it. Do you want me to say it? <laughs> sure. Don't say we, humans... That is, make the world a better place. We don't. We make the world a worse place, but we are always desperate to make it better for us and pretend we are important. Little tiny creatures on a big rock. Not that important, just impactful. It's not really advice. It's more like... It's a statement. (laughs) It's a declaration. So don't think we're all that important. If people go, oh, but we've... We've, you know, um, made the world a better place with medicine and and space travel and building things. No, we haven't. We haven't made the world better. The world is the world. We just make it, we just are little, like if you watch birds nesting in a tree, that's us. We're just nesting our little, we're not making anything better. Any for anything except us. If you go, oh, but we're saving the gorillas. We're only saving the gorillas because we've been killing the gorillas. And if they were to die in nature normally, then they don't need to be saved. The nature is meant to just cycle itself around. So I just hear this phrase a lot: how we made the world a better place, make the world a better place. Now I've even said it in terms of you know when you live your life, try to leave the world better than you 
found it. Now I'm gonna have to amend that because I don't. I just it's not accurate. Just do better. Do yeah. as good as you can to leave you know, for people around you. Do you remember you that can't. song? He- Heal the world, make it a better place. I don't think so. For you and for me and the entire human race. Maybe. It's Michael Jackson. Awful. Maybe. Awful. Good sentiment. <laughs> Awful song. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. All right. So let me thank you for listening to the show. Um, thank you for... Did you say thank you for letting me listen to the show? Yes. Nice. Maybe. That's... <laughs> I don't remember. I've got a five-second memory. All right. So... I wonder... Hi, I'm Tom. Hi. Movie reference. Who are you again? <laughs> that was a two-second memory. <laughs> All right. Movie? Anybody? 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 51st Dates. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was more than 10 movie? seconds. What's the movie? What is this thing sitting in front of <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? All right. So, I want to remind you about our website. Tayscully.com, Sid.com. Uh, I have to remind you because you'll probably forget. And Twitter.com, <laughs> Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. Catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace. The iTunes Music Store. The RSS feed. Go to... Ascully.com. Click on the word podcast, subscribe, do whatever you want to do. Email me at Ascully, Ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And stay classy, Mr. Brian Singer. He's actually making the new X-Men film. I liked the last X-Men film a lot. Hopefully he keeps it the same quality. And I'm going to say think for yourself because if you're not doing it and you're too... I don't know. You're just not doing it, then someone is definitely doing it for you. 